There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Titans. I'm Ben Arthur, Titans beat reporter uh, for the Tennessean, along with my Tennessean um, colleague, sports columnist Gentry Estes, here um, for week one um, to discuss week one Titans, Cardinals in the season opener um, on Sunday, September 12th. Um, Gentry and I are going to kind of go back and forth um, just with a few talking points. We're going to talk what we like about the Titans going into the season opener, what we don't like, our breakout candidates, and a prediction um, to conclude. But first of all, Gentry, how excited are you to you know, kind of get this football season going. Yeah, it's 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 nice. We're recording this on uh, Wednesday night, so tomorrow night the season gets going. I guess what the, the Cowboys and the Bucks for that. Yes, sir. And and that uh, once that gets going, uh, it, it is exciting. You know, we kind of had the appetizer a little bit with college football getting going, and now uh now now the uh the, the varsity plays, I guess I shouldn't say that people are going to get really mad that I say that, <laughs> but no, it, it is a little different when the NFL gets going to me. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, excited to kind of get going, um, you know, with, with this season, you know, a lot of intrigue, um, obviously with this Titans team this year, just with the kind of offense that they're, that they hope they have. And then with, with so much change on the defensive side of the ball, so I think we should, uh, Gentry, start with what we like about um, the Titans heading into um, the season opener. And, and I'll kind of start with that. What what I like is that, well, I, you know, I, I don't know if this is this is kind of a like and a, a dislike, which is probably not the right way to, to start this. But um, what I like is that the, the Titans are have are getting their full offense together. Um, even though it, they're just going to have a couple practices together, it, it looks like right before um, Sunday, um, you know, just the fact that they're all coming back right as the season is um, a- about to start, I think is is a positive sign. I mean, Ryan Tannehill missed so much time on the reserve, you know, COVID-19 list. Uh, ben jo- starters Ben Jones and uh, Nate Davis, um, you know, both came back. Um, for for Wednesday's practice, so so they're kind of back, and and the Titans have their full, you know, starting um, you know offensive line at this point. Ryan Ryan Tannehill and Julio Jones will finally have you know a couple days um, to to really work on that timing, you know, ahead of the opener um, against Arizona. Um, the the one thing though, we, we did see that AJ Brown on the first uh, injury report of the season. Um, was listed as a uh, did, did not practice with um, with a knee issue, um, but at, at this point I, I'm not sure that there is you know a ton of concern about him you know missing uh, this opener. So I, I think when um, you, you can kind of have all your guys on offense um, coming back and um, you know you know even though may, maybe not a whole lot of time, the fact that they're able to get a few practices in to kind of fine tune things heading um, into to week one, you know, a group that's supposed to be um, the strength of this team, right? Just with all the turnover 
um, they had on the defensive side of the ball. I think that's a really positive thing heading into um, week one. What about you, Gentry? What do you like about um, this Titans team heading into the opener? I do like what we've seen from the defense to this point uh, in the preseason. And, you know, that this is the kind of observation that could could come back to bite me if things don't go well Saturday or Sunday. That's a pretty good offense they're going to be facing with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and some of the weapons that the Cardinals are going to be able to throw at them, spread the field and hurry them up. And it's going to be a real test. But so far this preseason, I do like I, I you can you can definitely detect progress on that side of the ball, uh, especially on third down, uh, especially in terms of communication, which has been such a big talking point from everybody on the team going back to, to OTAs that trying to get on the same page. I think they've done that. Uh, they they've they've had most of the guys on the field together. I think that's been beneficial. They've gotten some good reps in practice. They participated in the preseason games, basically everything we haven't seen the offense do together. The defense has been able to do it. Exactly. <laughs> and I, and the defense needed a good preseason and I think they've had one. I don't know how much that's going to matter when the games start, but as you go into the season, it was pretty obvious when you look at the Titans that the real question was going to be, well, gosh, is the defense going to be any better? And to this point, what I've seen in the preseason, the defense has been better. Now we'll see what happens. Again, against a very good offense that's really going to test this defense right off the bat, we're going to find out. Yeah, I with you know with, with the defense, I mean that that has been that that was a positive to me as well. But I think you know heading into this game, that's a thing I, I don't like for the Titans heading into this game, just because you know we, we've seen them make strides just in, in terms of the swagger they have, the confidence they're playing with, you know, challenging receivers more. Um, you know, I guess winning one-on-ones more in, 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 uh, the, the trenches, um, it, you know, that, that communication that was such a big issue last season has been better, but just the fact that you probably, I mean, the Cardinals are probably the team that have the, they run the most kind of no huddle of probably any team. Um, in the NFL. And I think just as, I mean, you obviously can't control your opponents going into, you know, each week, but I think, you know, for this, for this new look Titans defense, I, I, I think it could be, you know, a bit of, of a struggle. Um, just the fact that you, you, you are tested right off the bat like that. I, you know, you, you'd almost wish that they kind of had, you know, a, a better opportunity to, um, be able to ease into things and not go up against the the team that you know runs the most no huddle you know offense in, in the NFL. But but again, you could look at that that as a positive thing too, right? The fact that you know they are getting challenged early and it, they're going to be able to get experiences um, against Arizona that they'll be. I, able- I agree. That's what I think. I think if you get yeah. it done done here, that's a matter of confidence. And you know, I think again for for college football teams, they can kind of ease into it. You know, Tennessee can open with Bowling Green on the college level. Doesn't happen in the NFL. You're not going to ease into it. Even even a bad team still capable of doing something to you. So why not why not test yourself right away and see what happens? I, I think it's going to be in, extremely interesting to see how the Titans defense handles this. And I think to get a win, as we kind of segue into something I don't like, you know, again talking about the offensive players that have been missing, I I think the defense is going to have to play well to win this game. I do, because I do not think 
the Titans' offense is going to be producing at a level in week one that they probably will be in weeks four, five, and six. I think they're it's only natural that they're going to take some time. They're going to have to take some time to kind of get up to speed a little bit, given what happened this preseason with so many guys missing time. You know, a lot of people would talk about Tannehill and Julio Jones. And yeah, that's a concern. That's the biggest concern out of all this, but it wasn't just Julio Jones. AJ Brown's missed a lot of time. Um, You know, you got Jeff Swaim's apparently your starting tight end. He hadn't been out there very much either. a, A number of offensive linemen have barely played. All these guys missed a lot of preseason games, if not all preseason games. Ben, I added it up. Seven guys who you would consider a quote-unquote starter didn't play in a preseason game on the Titans offense. Seven. and you, that That's a lot of guys that you would like to at least get a snap. And I, Derrick Henry, all right, you understand that. But some of these linemen, I mean, they're, they're really going to have to they're really going to have to get up to speed, and I think it's going to be a the word when I talked to Eddie George about this, the word he used was sluggish. You think the he thinks the offense will start out sluggish? Don't be surprised if that happens. That's what I'm going to say. I think the offense will not be playing at a 40 point clip in this first game. They will not, and they didn't last year. Uh, they played Denver in the opening game last year without any preseason games then too, and the offense moved the ball all game and couldn't really score a lot of points. They were lucky that they were playing Denver because Denver had no offense and they were able to sneak that game out on a low-scoring kind of situation. You come out of that game thinking, hey, the Titans' defense played pretty well, and, it, and yeah, yeah, that that didn't stick. But um, I think it it could surprisingly end up that kind of game this time. I think the offense is going to sputter a little bit, a lot more than what's been advertised. So, you know, and I'd have to agree with you, you know, just in in terms of, you know, it's going to have to be the defense that has to step up. You know, I I don't think there are very many people who think the, the Titans offense is going to be firing, you know, on all cylinders to start. So I guess my question, and we'll kind of move on with, you know, breakout candidates um, you know, after this gentry, but my question to you is, do, do you think the defense can step up to that challenge against what we know this Cardinals offense to be like, can they do it? I think we'll find out. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to say no, because I think there have been some signs this preseason that, that, that they've, that they've gotten a little better, but I think it's going to, really hinge on a couple of uh, key guys who've stepped into that lineup. Um, if Chris Jackson is the slot DB, he's going to have to play really well because he's going to get matched up against somebody like Rondell Moore like the whole game. And that guy's a re- is a really tough cover. I'd like to see I'd like to see Elijah Molden out there in that spot maybe more than I would Chris Jackson. I would have said that all preseason though. And Chris Jackson's been ahead of him. So Take that for what it's worth. I don't know whoever's in that slot role. They're going to have their hands full by whatever the Cardinals run out there because they're pretty deep at receiver and they're pretty deep at quick, you know, slot type receivers like Rondell Moore. We talked a lot about Rondell Moore before the draft, so we know what that guy can do. And so that's scary to consider him on an offense that already has some pretty good weapons on the outside, including DeAndre Hopkins, who might be the best receiver in the NFL, really. So that that's a problem. And I, I think... You know, it's really going to test the secondary. It's a problem for any team that's going to play the Cardinals. I think it's really going to test the Titans secondary. And it's going to test the ability of how healthy is Bud Dupree? How effective is he going to be? 
not and, and I don't think they're going to sack Kyler Murray, but they could affect Kyler Murray. And I think it's important if you get him where he's thinking about running the ball a, a, a second or two too quick. That's what you want. Now maybe he runs for twelve yards, but he you would rather that than him being comfortable in the pocket because it seemed like every quarterback the Titans played last season was comfortable in the pocket. So that's my questions. You know, it's like they're. You know, the Titans are pretty good defensively last year, Ben, ex- except for the fact they couldn't rush the passer and they couldn't cover. <laughs> other, other than that, they're all right. So it's like, did they improve those two things? Because both of them are going to get tested in this game. Yeah. So to to kind of move on, you know, for, uh, you know, breakout candidates, and, and I guess I'll start. Um, you know, first of all, I, I think, you know, offensively, I think Chester Rogers is a guy we we really need to you know pay attention to, and and he's one of the guys in that competitive you know wide receiver room who was one of the standouts, um, one of the guys who who really jumped out um, to me and 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 to many others. But you just look at the situation behind you know Julio and AJ Josh Reynolds never looked right the entire summer and. And you can attest to this as well, Gentry. I mean, he he spoke, he he had revealed at one point that he had been dealing with, you know, an Achilles injury and, you know, the explosiveness never looked quite right. I mean, we'll kind of see how he looks um, as the season gets going, but he never looked right um, at any point in the summer um, to me. And then Marcus Johnson, um, the guy who is really the, the, the Titans like best receiver, just in, in, if you take, the entire summer um, into consideration. He was Marcus Johnson was the guy who who stood out the most because Julio and AJ weren't doing a whole lot, but then Marcus Johnson ends up getting hurt. um, And, and in that final preseason game, and he's on IR to start the season, he's out at least three weeks. You know, I think there's a huge, huge opportunity for, um, you know, Chester Rogers um, to, to, um, to put up some big numbers, not just in, in this, you know, opener, um, the season just with how much attention you know Julio and and AJ you know are going to be getting um you know he's a guy who who is um kind of bided his time on the Titans you know practice squad last season you know he said he had kind of been dealing with an injury situation but um you know I think he has a really big um chance to um you know put up some some good numbers um you know for the Titans and then I think he's I mean, he's their number one, you know, return option too. So, you know, not just with with kickoffs, but with with punts too. So, Chester Rogers is is one guy I have uh, my eye on. And then, you know, defensively, um, you know, a couple guys. I, I think starting with, uh, you know, Christian Fulton. You know, I think, you know, just with, uh, you know, all the, you know, what everyone was kind of anticipating with with. Caleb Farley, I think everyone kind of forgot the fact that Christian Fulton was a second round pick, you know, um, and and he just never really had the chance to get his feet under him last year just because of, you know, the injury situation. And, and you know, he, he was just never able to to fully get in a rhythm, you know, just throughout training camp, preseason practices, you know, he was making plays. He looked, you know, really great. Um, and, and, and I think you know, playing a lot and he's going to get tested, right? I, I don't know how much he would act. He, he may be on, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe that responsibility is more so on Jack Rabbit. But I think, you know, Christian, Christian Fulton, you know, is a guy who we can, you know, expect to, 
at least you'd hope he he takes a really big step this year. And um, so, you know, he he would be my second breakout candidate. And then my third and, and final one would probably be, you know, Amani Hooker. Um, I think, you know, with him, it's just a really natural transition for him to to kind of take on that starting role at safety, you know, along alongside KB, um, you know, four interceptions last year as a reserve, stepped in a, a, a few times when, you know, Kenny Vaccaro was out. Um, you know, I, I I think he and he and uh you know KB looked really, really strong um just you know throughout the summer. And you know, just being in, in a more featured role, I think we could see Amani really make, you know, some big plays in, in the back end, you know, for a you know, c- coverage unit, you know, overall the, the Titans, you know, surely hope is gonna, you know, be better um in 2021. So those are my three guys, Gentry. I got Chester Rogers, uh, Christian Fulton, and Amani Hooker. Well, you took you took my two on defense. Um, I, I would have said uh, Hooker for sure. I, I that was one I was going to say. You know, going into this year, it was just kind of accepted that he was going to be the safety. You know, when they when they uh, released Kenny Vaccaro, it was kind of no, well, that's going to be Amani Hooker's job, and that hasn't changed this whole time. Uh, Hooker has done nothing to put that into question at any point from OTAs all the way through uh, the final preseason game. And and I think that's a credit to him. Uh, he's clearly the guy. They're, they're, they're doing much like with Vaccaro. They're doing some kind of some fun things with him. They're moving him around a little bit. He's going to be involved in blitzes and, you know, play in the box a little bit. And he, he seems capable of doing all that. So I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to watch what he's going to do. I mentioned Budger Pre already. That's an obvious one, but... It's a big one though, man. That's a guy he they they signed him and paid him a lot of money to be that dude, and he needs to go be that dude. That that's a defense that needs needs him, uh, and I think to a lesser extent, Denico Autry is another one that I think he could uh, he he could make a real difference up front uh, in terms of generating some pressure and trying to contain Kyler Murray and not letting him not let you know just making him uncomfortable, uh, making him not uh, able to to do what he can do, which is make plays in, in all kinds of different ways. I think um, offensively, I really don't see anyone. St- <laughs> I, offensively, I think what's going to happen is I think you're going to have a lot of guys who we talked a lot about in the pre, in the uh, preseason who don't show up much in the game. I, I do. I, I think you're going to, at the end of that game Sunday, we're going to be talking about Derrick Henry. We're going to be talking about AJ Brown and Julio Jones. That's who we're going to be talking about. And I, I think, and if we're not, that's probably a pro, that that's probably not good. Uh, maybe Anthony Ferkser, maybe. Uh, but I, I think, I think Josh Reynolds is going to show up. I think you're you're going to. I think there's going to be a lot of narratives, you know, that that just don't show up much in that game. I think Chester Rogers, you're going to see him return kicks, and I think he could he could be. I think he's going to be in a role very similar to what you saw from Cameron Badson uh, a year ago, which is he could he can make plays at times, but when you when you need a play, I think it's going to be Josh Reynolds out there as the third receiver. I could be wrong. We'll see. Really? It, yeah, we'll- th- th- this this preseason, I will say, you know, Rogers Johnson, a lot th- a lot of receivers really stepped up and over overachieved. I think what a lot of people expected out of them, and I but I think. Um, they signed Josh Reynolds to be the number two guy before Julio Jones got here. Uh, he was he was 
had they not trade, had the trade not happened for Julio Jones, I think you would have seen a lot of people saying Josh Reynolds was going to be the guy opposite AJ. So I think he's going to get on the field um, if he's healthy. And so I, I, so if you're looking for the one guy who isn't obvious, who I would say I'd like to watch for, I'd be Josh Reynolds. I think that's the kind of guy that has the ability to really help this offense who we haven't really talked a lot about. I don't know if I agree, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Josh, I mean, you can't say Derek Henry. He's going to run for, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, who, who, who really knows, right? We're just kind of guessing, you know, what, what do we know? But um, I, I will say this though, who's the number two running back and how's that going to work? Good point. Yeah. Because because Makai, Makai Sargent has really been their kind of number two guy just based on workload and availability, right? Because Darrington Evans, you know, really didn't do anything, you know, he, he didn't do, well, he literally didn't do anything after that preseason opener because he hurt his knee and now he's on IR to start the season. And then Jeremy McNichols missed a lot of time, you know, on the, on the COVID list and, and he kind of just got back. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's a really, really good point. Um, that's a spot to watch for sure. And, um, yeah, well, we'll, I guess we'll kind of see how, how we, how that kind of spot develops and, you know, so, so yeah, I, I don't really have a, you know, good answer to that. I guess we'll just kind of have to wait and see. And, um, the the question is, I think, you know, McNichols is the guy that they trust in pass protection. So I think he's probably your guy on third down. And I think, you might see Makai Sargent out there, though. I, I wouldn't shock wouldn't shock me to see him get a carry or two, a series or two, every once in a while. For sure, yeah. And 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 they they have they do love him, you know, on you know special teams and yeah. So yeah, I think I think that's why he made the team. To be honest, I mean, I think he he did well carrying the ball, but the the whole if you get a guy that size who just scored a touchdown and then he runs down and makes a tackle on the kickoff team, you could just see. Mike Brabel's heart beating from the field to, for the, you know, it's like, that's, that's how you make this team that right there, you know? So I, it, and I think, um, you know, from a special team standpoint, I'm actually really eager to see uh kicking Sam Ficken. Um, because if, if I hate to say this and if form holds from how it has gone in past years, Sam Ficken will go from a brilliant preseason to not, you know, being, assured to make an extra point so it'll it would be nice i think for the titans just to have no drama at that spot for just a few weeks you know let him let him make his extra points make all the field maybe he misses a 50 yard field goal but he makes all the ones that are less than that you know just no drama because i'm telling you like there has been nothing but drama at that spot even when they had steven goskowski i mean everybody should remember last year Goskowski had like a bunch of game winning kicks early in the year, but, but he, he messed up in all those games. It was like incredible. Like he would bounce back to hit like the one that decided the game. And that was enough to keep him around, but it's like too much drama, way too much drama. I've been encouraged with Sam Ficken. He's done really well the last few weeks and he's shown he's got a really strong leg and I think he's what they want, but he's got to go do it. And the Titans have had real issues at that spot and it would be nice if they didn't anymore. Yeah, I think uh, a nickname that kind of emerged for him was uh, Nashville Hot Ficken. So, you know, see, that's yeah. you, you, you don't. And you know what? He had a good answer to that today. Somebody asked him about that. And he was just basically like, 
I'm just trying to make it to tomorrow, man. Like, like he, he yeah. just totally didn't want, and that was, that was a fantastic answer no. because it's, it's when that stuff starts that it's like, Oh, let's just yeah, kind of get the big head. And then, yeah, all, <laughs> like, start, yeah, it start, starts missing 30 yarders and then it's all bad. But, um, yeah, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll watch out for, for the kicking game for sure. Um, really quick gentry wanted to get your prediction. I'm going, I'll say, um, Cardinals uh, 28, Titans 25. I think it's going to come down to the defense, as you alluded to the Titans defense, how well they play, because it doesn't appear that the Titans offense will be as sharp as they will be maybe later in the season. And and I just, I think, you know, as much of a, as many strides as that defense has made, you know, this, this uh, d- during the summer, I think coming right out the gate and facing, you know, an up-tempo team like that, you know, that never huddles and, you know, the, the communication has to be A1 all the time. And, and I just think it's going to be a bit, bit challenging uh, for the Titans defense just right out the gate. So for that reason, I'll, I'll give the Cardinals the slight advantage in a tight season opener. There's one aspect to this, though, that I think is going to benefit the Titans quite a bit, and that's the fact that they're at home. It's as the first game after a season season where nobody had any fans, and I, if they were playing the Steelers or the Browns or the Bears or the Packers or or one of those teams that has like a ridiculous number of fans in every city across the country, that's gonna travel well and bring a bunch of fans. I may not be saying this. The Arizona Cardinals are not gonna have a lot of fans. And the Titans fans, I think, are going to show up. I think there's a lot of excitement for this team, and you know, a lot of guys, a lot of people didn't get to go to games last season. So I actually think, as far as crowds at Nissan Stadium for the Titans go, I think this is going to be a good one. I think this is going to be a, a, an enthused crowd that's really going to actually make an impact for the Titans, which isn't always the case, but it's going to be this time. Okay. And I think, and I think that helps the Titans, and I think it works against a speedy offense that is probably going to be getting its footing a little bit too in this game. Um, and you know, the Titans, I, I'll, I'll go with, I'm, I've, I've got to go with the Titans here only because a team went 11 and five last year and they proved repeatedly that they're a really tough out. There was a lot of games that you're like, man, I just don't like with this and I don't like that. And they'd fall behind and they'd always come back and win the thing. And I could see it not looking great for a lot of this game. And all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, now Ryan Tannehill, it's 11 passes in a row and that that's the game. And, and I think that kind of thing can happen. I think the Titans are trailing going into the fourth quarter and they come back and win this thing. 21, 17, Okay. All right. So I have Titans losing. You have Titans winning. We'll, we'll see what, you know, happens in, in the season opener Sunday. So, you know, that will um, do it from us here, you know, for this edition of, Talking Titans, uh, we'll just for, so that you guys know, we'll be um, starting to do this regularly every Thursday. Um, so we we hope you'll you guys will subscribe to um, Tennessean.com if you haven't already, and please uh, remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcast, and drop us a review and rating while you're at it. From Ben Arthur and Gentry Essays, thank you guys uh, for listening and we'll, we'll talk to you guys next time. 
Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean, 